first English queen since Catherine Parr, and became a fixture in the court's cultural scene. She shared Catherine Braganza's love of music, dancing and theatre, and was an avid art collector, much like Henrietta had been, though to nothing like the same extent. She was allowed to exercise her religion, but unlike Queen Catherine, she had to do so in private, which was technically in contravention of the marriage treaty, but no one seemed particularly keen to rock that particular boat. Again, like the Queen, she had no particular interest in getting involved in politics, and since she was merely a duchess, she was able to largely stay out of the whole thing for these first five years. She got on well with her stepdaughter Mary, though not with her younger sister Anne. Both of them were fairly close in age to herself, she being only four years older than Princess Mary. Indeed, when James informed his 11-year-old daughter that he was going to marry, he did so by telling her, quote, I have provided you with a new bedfellow, which, to modern ears, sounds rather creepy if you ask me. The two had quite a bit in common, actually, especially when the princess was told that she was to marry William, Prince of Orange. Like our Mary, the princess was utterly opposed and cried for days at the prospect of marrying this strange foreign man, and one can only imagine that Mary was able to offer some wisdom and comfort at this difficult time for the princess before she set sail for the Low Countries. But these happy-ish five years came to a crashing end in 1678. Can you remember why? I should hope so, because we talked about it at length last time. The Popish Plot. So, as a quick reminder, this was the work of noted ex-Catholic and massive liar Titus Oates, who made up a whole Catholic conspiracy to kill Charles II and usher in some sort of hellish Catholic state. Every Catholic lord or lady was either implicated or targeted in the aftermath of these allegations, and Mary of Modena was no exception. James II was, along with the Queen, the chief target of Oates and his followers, as they were the most prominent Catholics in the kingdom. Mary herself wasn't the subject of any specific accusation, it was well known that she had little political influence, but she still suffered. Her secretary and friend, Edward Coleman, became one of the most famous victims of the plot. He was a Catholic convert who had been spending a lot of time going between England and France seeking an alliance, and Oates accused him of being one of the main conspirators, earmarked for the key position of Secretary of State in the new regime. Though the evidence against him was thinner than thin, it was decided by Charles and his ministers that this wasn't the hill that they particularly wished to die on, and so they didn't object too much to him being convicted of high treason and executed through the brutal process of being hung, drawn and quartered. At the time, and for centuries to come, he was seen as a martyr to Catholics, and he was beatified in 1929 by Pope Pius XI. Her chaplain and confessor, Claude de la Colombière, was imprisoned and exiled, only spared death because of his close relationship with Louis XIV. The Modernese ambassador to England was considered to 